What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to the Football Card Strategy Show. Uh, we are excited. We are super, super close to football season. And uh, I got my guy Andy Kaysen ready to go, ready to tee him up, host of the Football Card Strategy Show. This is episode four. Let's get pumped up. Uh NoOffSeason.com offers you an updated sports card investment report every single day, and you can save 20% on all of our player profiles, full player profiles investment report by using the promo code NoOffSeason, all lowercase, at checkout. Uh, We are adding football players. We're moving everybody around in our rankings. Thanks to Andy. Uh, And shout out to uh, Carter, the power as well. They do an amazing job on the Football Card Quest podcast, but we are lucky enough to have Andy Kaysen as our host of the Football Coach Football Card Strategy Show, and this is episode four, so let's jump right into it. Without further ado, Andy, take it away. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Football Card Strategy Show brought to you by the Sports Card Strategy Network and NoOffSeason.com. I'm your host, Andy Case, and happy to be back with you guys. We're just under 50 days out from the season opener with the Bills against the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions. And I want to talk to you guys about what we saw last year in the first three weeks, why that is so important, some projections for the first three weeks this year. I want to talk about some of the key players that I see are still undervalued, both quarterbacks and skill position players. I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that I'm selling. We're going to look at overall general market health, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the deeper plays, some of the sleepers, some of the things I'm seeing in the market, some PSA, some public service announcements that I want to make about football cards and things that I'm seeing and things that I'm projecting heading into week one. So let's dig in. All right, guys, let's start off by talking about market health and market activity, right? Um, What we're looking at is graded cards sold volume through eBay right now. And you can see that we're up over a five-week period. We're up now for 5,414 auctions sold in the last week of graded football cards. That is up almost 100%. Uh, actually a little bit over 100% from 2,400 five weeks ago. You can see the buy it nows five weeks ago were about 2,300. Today, that's 2,428, so up a little bit as well. Still leading the way is Justin Herbert. No no surprise there. The Chargers are, are set up to absolutely smash. Right behind him is Joe Burrow. Again, no surprise. Both guys heading into their third year, both guys Uh, One of them is a Super Bowl contender now at this point. The other one seems to be destined for it or an MVP. One of those two, these guys chart well above any of the other quarterbacks, including Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. Those are the guys behind them. And think about it. This is showing you graded card sold volume. So the 2021 guys we're going to talk about a little bit aren't really showing up here a whole lot. Uh, But you do see Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence right behind those guys because... Those guys are the most submitted to PSA, BGS, SGC, CSG, right? And then we saw the recent spike for Baker Mayfield. That has cooled off. When Baker Mayfield was traded to the Panthers, there were several hundred graded cards sold for him in that one-week period. So it was pretty interesting to see. If we filter this by uh, position now and look at the difference between running backs and quarterback volume, it's still up. You can see more people are putting cards to auction. More people are are buying these football cards as we're getting ready to start the preseason. So the hype is definitely picking up, especially you got the National Week away. The reports from the Dallas Card Show last week were that virtually all quarterbacks are very liquid. When we say all, we're going to look at some of the young guys that have very small sample size, very little production to their NFL resume, yet their cards are selling for an astronomically high price. I want to talk about that and maybe give you guys some projections on what I see happening there, but 
So we look at uh, running backs, you can see Jonathan Taylor clearly leading that way by a mile, right? And behind him, Clyde Edwards Hilaire still on the Kansas City Chief. This is kind of a make or break year for that guy right now. I would say sell him heading into the season. That's a quick hot take for you. If we look at wide receivers, you can see that wide receivers are actually in a clear second place in terms of liquidity behind quarterbacks. Uh, I think we saw that last year, especially when Cooper Cup won the Super Bowl MVP and Jamar Chase you know, came out of nowhere with uh, Joe Burrow. Um, and the league is shifting slowly but surely. There's a lot of teams shifting to a more pass-heavy approach. There's a lot more uh, better quarterbacks in the league as well. So you can see Justin Jefferson leading the way still. Uh, CeeDee Lamb close behind him. Chase Claypool. Let's sort this by buy it now volume. Jerry Judy is up there as well. Actually up 83% in the last week. He's going to continue to see that kind of slow appreciation and hype heading into the season. So is CeeDee Lamb now that Amari Cooper has left the Dallas Cowboys. If we look at the tight end market, you know, this is another one. Look how look how up this is over five weeks ago. Um, and, and Gronk is looking, starting to look like he's going to retire, uh, especially with the signing of Kyle Rudolph. Some say that could just be tight end depth to add to rookie tight end Kate Otten that we have and Cameron Brait, who had a couple ugly drops last year. And uh, Brady's just looking for that veteran depth to the team. But you can see here the volume in graded cards sold for tight ends, of course, is led by Travis Kelsey, who's set up to absolutely smash this year. No more Tyree Kill in the Kansas City Chiefs with a lot of young players, a lot of unproven players, some guys that are shaky like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and never really put together a breakout season with the great Aaron Rodgers. So how's he going to do it with Mahomes? He's definitely going to be targeted deep in some situations. There could be some spike weeks there, but you lose Tyree Kill. That's a massive loss to that offense. And uh, Travis Kelsey having the most chemistry with Mahomes, having the highest receiving numbers even out of wide receivers in recent history is just totally teed up to, to smash. He's like a very chalky play. So I want to talk about some quarterbacks now that are still at value right now in the market. And a lot of this is correlation with the, with the uh, opening schedule for the 2022 season. Because if you guys will look at this right here, this is the headline after three weeks of last year. People were shocked that the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Seahawks were all in last place, all stumbled out of the gates, minus the fact that the Steelers beat the Bills in week one. But there were some interesting teams that emerged 3-0. and And I want to talk about who had the hottest selling cards after three weeks of last year. When you look at the standings after three weeks, it's pretty obvious. Derek Carr was being touted as having a career year off to an incredible start, uh, you know, beating the Ravens in week one. And the Raiders got off to a 3-0 start. He was putting up tremendous passing numbers, passing efficiency, touchdowns. They were 3-0. He was being touted as a possible MVP candidate for 2021. His cards were extremely liquid. Teddy Bridgewater... The new quarterback there, the Denver Broncos, got off to a 3-0 start thanks to the good defensive and running game play, and he made some decent passes. They got off to a 3-0 start. Teddy Bridgewater cards were very liquid. We saw a spike in his demand. You know, depending on the scarcity of, uh, of card you had from Teddy Bridgewater, I sold some base prisms for like 40 50 bucks. I thought that was incredible from where I had bought them in the previous summer for just like 5 to $10, you know. Uh, so we look at some other teams that you know, they didn't necessarily get off that. We didn't see a spike in Lamar Jackson. We didn't even see a spike in Joe Burrow, even though they got off to a two and one start. His cards were still hot, but they didn't really appreciate. They didn't spike in value or demand until much later in the season, right? In fact, his cards dipped in value in November, towards the end of November, because he wasn't a front runner for MVP consideration. His team wasn't undefeated. You know, there were a few losses in there, but the guys that were, Example, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray saw an incredible hype spike and demand spike in his cards last year through the first three weeks because they went 3-0. And Kyler Murray was putting up a ton of rushing production, a ton of deep passes. He had the number one deep ball completion percentage last year in the NFL. And through three weeks, he was being touted as an early favorite to win the NFL MVP. What happened? Well, they went on. He got injured. 
Hurt his ankle, missed several games last year, and then came back. Cliff Kingsbury decided to change things up in the offensive schematic. They went horizontal, and Kyler Murray's touchdown-to-interception ratio went to 5-3, and three, and they lost some ugly matchups, ultimately losing in an ugly loss in the divisional round of the playoffs to the Rams So on, on that Monday night football. But off to the hot start, the other one that jumps off here is the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold's card literally went from having a little hype spike being signed by the Panthers and getting a fresh start out of the Adam Gase, you know, dictatorship that he was in on the New York Jets, and he got a fresh start with Joe Brady and Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers. He had Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. They got off to a 3-0 start. Sam Darnold had a few rushing touchdowns. They beat the Saints. They beat his old team, the Jets. They had that revenge game week one. Sam Darnold's cards were selling like hotcakes. Guys, I sold a PSA 8 base prism of Sam Darnold for like $70. I, I was blown away. I'm like, yeah, take it. Like, you know, this was incredible. I was making, and that was a card that I bought for like $20 after he signed with the Panthers. There was a little hype spike, but it was nothing compared to the spike that we saw when they went 3-0. So these are the things that I'm looking at uh, to to make some predictions this year coming out of the gate. So you look at the Ravens' opening schedule here. They're at the Jets, then they get the Dolphins at home, and then they're at the Patriots. Both of these first two matchups here at the Jets and the Dolphins at home are winnable. The the Ravens have had an A-grade offseason, according to Pro Football Focus, due to the defensive improvements that they've made to both the secondary, the defensive line, and then you get a healthy Lamar Jackson back. The only thing they really lost was Marquise Brown, right? They improved the offensive line. They did lose Marquise Brown, but it's okay. We believe that Devin Duvernay can step up into a little bit of a deep threat role, and to be honest, the the uh, the Ravens deploy a run-heavy attack anyways, and they still have Jim Harbaugh. They still have some of the best coaching in the league. They historically, minus last year, they lost to the Raiders in a narrow uh, loss to the Raiders in week one. However, if you look at the previous five years, they won their first game of the year in pretty impressive fashion each year. So, they should smash the Jets at the Jets in this game. Now, the Jets do have a much improved offense, but I still think the uh, the Ravens come away with the win here. If you look at the current prices of Lamar, you can see that some of them are down. When we compare these to a guy like Josh Allen, you'll see that these are significantly lower. Josh Allen's base Donruss PSA 10 is currently about $300. You can see some little hype spikes here for Lamar Jackson's base Donruss rated rookie, but he's still less than a third of what the Josh Allen base Donruss rated rookie is going for, which tells you that maybe he doesn't necessarily get up to a $300 base Donruss PSA 10, but he can certainly go back up to 150, 200. And when you see that kind of uh, correlation, you know, you see that kind of evidence around his base Donruss, the chances are that that's going to carry over to some of his other cards as well. Now, of course, some of his very high-end stuff is still going to be pretty expensive, relatively speaking, but this is a card that's a $400 card for Josh Allen, where it's only $145 for Lamar. And, you know, looking at the opening schedule, it's very juicy, so there's definitely opportunity there. Now, another guy I want to look at is Kyler Murray, because... Uh, technically, when you look at the Vegas odds, they've got the third most shootout games on the schedule. And, of course, we know the athletic ability around Kyler Murray. You look at where Marquise Brown went. That was the Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to be without DeAndre Hopkins, but they still play incredibly fast. They still are going to have uh, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown was Kyler Murray's college wide receiver. Man, they were dominant. Over 1,000 receiving yards at Oklahoma, a critical component of Kyler Murray's Heisman Trophy run there in 2018. So, Look at their opening schedule. The Chiefs, who have lost pieces, key pieces on their defense, and they potentially could be beat here. You know, they get them at home, they get the Chiefs at home, then they're at the Raiders, and then the Rams. So, what I think is that these are just some very, uh, very like hype centric uh, games right here. All shootout games. All shootout games. So, you know, Kyler could. If they don't win, right? Like his success is going to be tied to the Cardinals winning these games if he's not winning then his card values are going to dip and the best time then would be to buy him is in late november early december i think the cardinals definitely still have a shot to push for the playoffs but you know 
the scarcity from 2018 to 2019 is not that much different and you look at the values of these they're 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 kind of like a little bit under that lamar range and this is really not bad if you could get a psa 10 based honors kyler murray for 62 dollars like you got yourself a pretty good deal there there was a point last year when i was buying uh, a base Donruss Kyler Murray or selling a base Donruss Kyler Murray I should say for like $40 so you know there hasn't been a big change up or down one way or another this is a difficult start to their season so I I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you for selling if you've held since you know last last year before last season otherwise I think that you got to kind of hold and hope that they make a playoff run here towards the end of the season but um I really like Dak Prescott. I still think Dak Prescott, if you look at some of his values, they are still down. This PSA 10 at $400 or PSA 10 at 350 360 343 is a really good value, especially if we look at the chart over time, over a six-month window here from when they were in the playoffs. That card went from roughly... Uh, $455 now to where it could be had you know for that that one actually was a, a buy it now sale so somebody actually did pretty good there but overall that card is down considerably for where they're at the peak look at the beginning of last season that card was a $935 card $995 there in October their defense was scoring at such an incredible rate last year we do expect them to regress a little bit but look at the Cowboys opening schedule here Buccaneers, this is a game Sunday night football uh, to start the season. So absolutely a shootout game. If they beat the Buccaneers week one on Sunday night football, that would be huge for Dak Prescott because he's obviously going to be forced into a shootout with Tom Brady who threw the ball the most in the league last year and uh, just put up insane passing numbers for a 44-year-old. Uh, then they get the Bengals, another shootout. Then they get a divisional matchup at the Giants in another primetime game. And uh, just a lot of shootouts, a lot of relevance. So, you know, how about them Cowboys, right? Um, ultimately, when you look at the chalkiest plays, you look at the chalkiest plays, it's going to be the Eagles. According to PFF, they have the best ranked offensive line heading into this season. They also get A.J. Brown. They also drafted and signed key pieces to improve their defense. So they beefed up the secondary. They beefed up the linebackers, the defensive line. You Add in A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts now going to his second full year. His rookie year, he did play a few games, so technically as his third year, but his second full year and second year for Nick Sirianni. This is big, man. They get at the Lions at home week one. They win this game. They get the Vikings in a primetime scenario week two and then at the Commanders. So really not a terrible opening three-game stretch, which is why I say... He's a very chalky play when you look at the current card value. Uh, Prism PSA 10 for around $85. And this kind of carry a uh, base Donruss PSA 10 for $47. Um, if you compare these values to that of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, obviously they're going to be about a third to a fourth of that. And, and that's kind of what tells us that there certainly is upside financial upside for him to go up especially if he takes a step forward in the passing department that's always been the question mark but one area he did excel in last year according to pro football focus was short and intermediate passes he graded very well aj brown's a monster after the catch so you get it to him in the open field and let him get to work you also have incredible Former Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, still a solid running back, but they really kind of deploy a, a, a committee with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gamewell, potentially Boston Scott, and potentially a Kennedy Brooks, a rookie, rookie that they just drafted. So, you know, there's a lot of rushing upside with Jalen Hurts. He has an incredible rushing floor, ability to juke. Even chalkier, though, than Jalen Hurts is Russell Wilson with the now Denver Broncos because, guys, they get they get the Seahawks week one. So it's a revenge game. We all know the infamous revenge narrative. Well, this is going to be absolute revenge narrative. Not only that, but the Seahawks have a very underwhelming 
offense, right? They, they've got great weapons in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but if you don't have a good quarterback to get the ball to them, and we know Pete Carroll anyways wants to just run the ball, he's going to try and keep the ball out of Russ's hands, and Russ is going to light them up, guys. They've got holes all over their defense. Russell Wilson is absolutely going to light them up. They're going to let him cook. They're going to smash the Seahawks. This is not only that, it's in a primetime game. And we look at Russell Wilson as already being a fringe Hall of Famer, guys. So when you look at uh, his cards, it's really hard for me to get off of this uh, 2012 Prism rookie card. Of course, there's two different photo variations. Towel down is the base. Towel up is the short print. And right now, the PSA 10 going for about $500. But this is the first year Prism was made. It's Russell Wilson, who is a two-time Super Bowl contender, one-time winner. He was a play away from winning two, you know. And now he finally gets a chance to, like, you know, cook. <laughs> and uh, the Broncos bring over Nathaniel Hackett, the former offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers. And so you got to think there's got to be some quarterback friendliness there. He's got good weapons in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And Javante Williams led the league in broken tackles last year. So they also have a solid run game, solid offensive line, and a solid defense. So I'm really excited to see potentially you could see the difference here. There is some value here, I think, in the SGC9. This card raw, about $100. So if you were to look at like the peak of what the PSA uh, 10 was, you can see a spike there for 4000 Now you got to rule that thing out. But uh, if you were to look at where the peak of this card was, it was about $1,000 a year ago heading into the season. So I'm not saying that it gets back there just by the natural evolution of the hobby, but... I absolutely do think that this card gets back to $700, $800 after they start off the season 3-0 based on that opening schedule. You know, based on that opening schedule that we talked about at the Seahawks, then the Texans at home, and then the 49ers at home with a rookie quarterback themselves. I know they've got a good defense, but I still see Russell Wilson winning this game, starting the season. One team that I think is very chalky to start the season 3-0 is the Denver Broncos. Very hard for me to get off of that Russell Wilson play because he's still got... I mean, guys, he's still got six, seven years left in the league. He's been historically very durable, and he's already a fringe Hall of Famer. So, And he's got an incredible deep ball, one of the best deep balls we've ever seen. So for, it's really hard for me to get off of that play right now, Russell Wilson, targeting any of his prism cards. You could even argue that, you know, he's... His other cards are, are worth investing in as well, like the, the 2012 Topps Chrome or the Prestige or potentially buying, a, you know, really doubling down and spending some, some coin on a rookie ticket auto or some of his, you know, like the Topps Platinum X-Fractor type of stuff. If you can find them under market comps, especially like a Topps Chrome X-Fractor, I mean, this is... This is a really nice card, especially if you can get that sucker at a discount like this person did right here for $540, where that card on average is an $800 card. On average, $700 card, and this person got it for $540. So that's the kind of you know targets you can find. You can see that card actually got up to $1,200 before he got injured last year. Another, per another player that's got sneaky upside this year, at least in week one, is Jameis Winston. Right, Jameis Winston coming off a torn ACL about midway through the season. He's already been shown to be throwing without the knee brace. And when we look at that opening schedule, they're at the Falcons. It's really a week one thing for me because I'm really hoping that they don't beat. However, the Buccaneers have historically struggled against the Saints. They're in the Superdome. So this is a favorable matchup for the Saints if they potentially go 2-0 beat the Fal at the Falcons, the Buccaneers, then they get another divisional match. If they start off their season 3-0 and after three wins against teams in their division, Jameis Winston cards are going to skyrocket up in value compared to where they currently are at. A PSA 10 for, on average, $120 prism that you could potentially get for you know, in an auction for like $85, like that is a very good value. This was an auction right here that ended Wednesday, July 20th for $82. Whenever that card heading into last season, you remember the, the, the Saints lit up the Green Bay Packers and Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns week one of last season. 
against the Packers, and his card was trading at $285, that PSA 10 base prism. And now that can be had for $82. So to, to realistically double your money on that card is not very far-fetched, especially when they get the Falcons, who are clearly tanking their season heading into this year. I mean, they're paying Marcus Mariota backup money, who lost his job after several years in Tennessee, to Ryan Tannehill, who then went out to have a great season, a career season with the, with the Titans, which further cemented the fact that Ryan Tannehill was not good, especially in the passing department and then went and has been a backup ever since so and then you'd spend a third round pick on Desmond Ritter is basically a clone of Mariota you you have one of the worst offensive lines in the league you let you traded away defensive players that are were key components to your team so now you have even more holes on your defense I mean it's just a total tank season for the Atlanta Falcons uh, and everybody can see it so the Saints are set up to smash that week one I would say one more you know, super deep sleeper uh, potential, like dark horse, is Daniel Jones, the New York Giants. New general manager, new head coach, early first round capital on Evan Neal, tackle from Alabama. Daniel Jones is in a contract year. They declined to extend his fifth year option in his contract, and therefore he's got to prove himself. If he wants to earn any starting quarterback job on another team after this year or to get extended with the Giants, he's got to absolutely go out and ball out. You get a healthy Saquon Barkley. They draft Wandale Robinson, a little speedster in the second round. You get in uh, Kadarius Toney, who's electric in the open field. Kenny Galladay healthy. You know, all... With with Brian Dable, who comes in as the offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills in a very pass-happy offense, faster pace of play, we've got to think that this guy is going to light a spark. And with, with Daniel Jones' desire to you know, be a starting quarterback again in the NFL, we've got to think that there's potential there for him to come out they get at the Titans week one. The Titans play very slow. Uh, they like to, you know, ground run that ground and pound game with Derrick Henry. If the Giants can beat them, then they go to the Panthers at home. There is potential here for the Giants to at least go up in value, right? I mean, like Daniel Jones' cards are so incredibly cheap right now that there is potential there. Like you could get a prism card of Daniel Jones for literally pennies on the dollar and we know how quarterbacks drive the market and it's going to take a little bit more for daniel jones cards to go back up you can see he's actually got a little bit hype lately but that was because they were literally if you look at what they were at back in june they were at 30 dollars, and now they're going up to 50 so that's a little bit of a respectable jump but that's my point because he's a quarterback on a big market team and he's got all these offensive upgrades this year and he's got a decent rushing floor, there's upside for him to go up to just a respectable number out of the gate, especially if they're winning. And Brian Dable can certainly help them get to that range. So that's that's my whole point in illustrating uh, that to you guys. The last one that I'm going to talk about that has sneaky upside that you could buy low into right now heading into week one is Justin Fields. And he's the only guy from 2021 draft class that I can kind of say is somewhat underpriced right now and it's not even on all of his cards there's super rare stuff from justin fields that i think is still too expensive um that i wouldn't touch but justin fields does have upside they get the 49ers at home week one this presents an interesting opportunity everybody has kind of written them off um, but they do bring in a solid head coach, Matt Eberflus, who's a former defensive coordinator of the Colts. The Colts have had a fairly elite defense over the past several years. And you know what? The Bears' defense, I think, is undervalued. And you bring in the 49ers at home with a potentially rookie, Trey Lance. Uh, and I could see him making some turnovers, making some mistakes, and the Bears actually winning that game. If the Bears win that game, that all of a sudden... With Justin Fields putting up an impressive performance, that all of a sudden, man, you could see you could see some hype for Justin Fields. You know that that fan base is huge; it's rabid. Then they get the Packers on a Sunday night game. This is a historically a classic Sunday night football game early on in the season: Bears versus the Packers. By golly, if they can beat them, then they get the Texans at home in Week Three. 
I'm just saying, any given Sunday, there is a path for Justin Fields here to break out early on, especially when you consider the fact that he's the cheapest of the like top six 2021 rookie quarterbacks. And so that's my next topic. I want to talk about selling guys heading into week one. And honestly, I think, right, you should be selling everything and anything that is going to realize a decent profit. Understanding that the beginning of the season is the peak hype cycle unless those guys are going out and starting 3-0, and 2-1, front runners for MVP consideration. Otherwise, they're gonna dip as they head into the mid-season lull. Once we get into the holiday season, we get around Thanksgiving. That's when we see the bottom of the mid-season lull, the mid-season football card market. This is something that happens for all these guys that are on whether, whether they're good skill position players on a bad team or they're good players and their team is just losing. Like a lot of what drives MVP award is narrative, right? The judges for giving out the MVP are Chris Collinsworth, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, famous sports journalists, right? And it's it's not just playing good. It's, uh, it's about actually being on a winning team, right? Leading your team to wins. The last time a skill position player got the MVP was Adrian Peterson in like 2012. So we take this stuff into consideration and then you look at the fact that some of these 2021 rookie quarterbacks have a very difficult schedule, very difficult to see them finishing in that consideration or finishing uh, in the playoffs, anything like that. One prime example is Davis Mills, right? Houston Texans still a ton of leaky holes, new coach, you know, tons of, of issues there. We like Davis Mills, but right now, when you look at what his prices are at, like a Silver Prism Auto PSA 9 non-serial number for $450, I mean, you could get some serious, serious equity in Russell Wilson, for example. You could buy a few Russell Wilson Prisms for the price of that. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to hold on to those guys past week one because you could buy back in. You could probably buy two of these back in at the end of November for what you could sell it for here heading into September. And that's the thought process. So the first guy is Davis Mills because he's on the Texans and he's in an incredibly d difficult AFC division. All right, the next guy is Trevor Lawrence. And you could argue that Trevor Lawrence could actually appreciate in value, but it's gonna be hard. There's, you know, is the is the value of the beating the commanders in week one already baked in to Trevor Lawrence's current value? It's possible. I mean, look how expensive these non-serial numbered autograph rookie ticket autos are going for. I mean, they're going for a lot of money here. Even his stuff that's not even licensed, a Goodwin Champions Goody card, you know, going for a couple hundred dollars just because it's got an autograph on it. I mean, there's Trevor Lawrence cards that a lot of people wouldn't consider. I mean, here's a rookie ticket auto from Op uh, Contenders Optic, $950 just yesterday in auction, 29 bids. So, well, you can get that kind of money. That's the same price as a Russell Wilson rookie ticket auto virtually. So when you can get that kind of money for a totally unproven guy, I say take it all day in the thought that he's on a very, he's on a team that has a very difficult schedule and they do not have an elite defense and there's a lot of newness around it. So chances are that they're going to struggle a little bit this year. Maybe they're better than last year, but they're going to struggle a little bit. They're going to miss the playoffs. You're in an AFC division with the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Chargers, right? I'm in the Broncos and the Bills and the Patriots and all and the Dolphins. And it's like there's teams like the Dolphins that we have question mark, questions around that have a very good defense that have improved weapons on offense, new coaching, that we're still questionable if they're gonna make a deep run in the playoffs because of all of the incredible rosters in the AFC. So to think that you know the Jaguars, the Texans are gonna be able to make the playoffs in the AFC is kind of wild, man. It's gonna be a very, very long stretch. So you know, I'm looking definitely looking to sell Mac Jones. I think the prices that you get currently on Mac Jones 
are astronomical. He's still the most expensive 2021 rookie quarterback, and I still think that makes him a great sell heading into the season, only to buy back in because I do like uh, Mac Jones' kind of long-term value. I think he is ascending. You know, he he had really solid for a rookie quarterback. He beat out Cam Newton heading into Week One, first of all as a rookie, and then he also had solid accuracy metrics across the board. Um, you know, so and he does a really good job of staying in the pocket and kind of fitting that mold of a pocket passer there for the New England Patriots. And of course, he's got some of the best coaching. You could argue that Trey Lance is probably the guy that you should sell the most, be the most concerned about uh, because of the small sample size. We've only seen him in two games and he had less than a 60 percent completion percentage. He did have some rushing upside, but he showed that. You know, he kind of looked like a deer in headlights out there. He kind of looked like maybe his arm is not ready to be playing at an NFL-level pace. You know, South Dakota State University is not a a main uh, SEC college, you know, like Ohio State. So they weren't playing very good college defenses at the same time. So there is definitely some concern when looking at the current value of Trey Lance's cards and the current sample size that we have on him. And you could sell, you know, these unlicensed type of stuff still for close to $100 just because it's got an autograph of him on it. I mean, that just screams to me to sell now, potentially look at buying back in in November. You know, a lot of what's driving this is the San Francisco fan base it's the market size it's also the fact they got kyle shanahan the head coach he's been to a couple nfc championship games in the last few years and you know they have um he's got it they spent a first early first round pick on him they also traded future first round picks to get him and it does look like he's gonna start so another guy i want to talk about selling heading into week one is zach wilson same same exact reason afc expensive rookie cards and tough schedule now his rookie cards aren't nearly expensive as trevor lawrence so i could actually see zach wilson coming out of the national with quite a bit of hype i could see zach wilson's rookie ticket autos here going from about 310 dollars going to a respectable five six hundred dollars we consider trevor lawrence is at a thousand mac jones is at a thousand trey lance is at a thousand zach wilson on the new york jets wow that's gary v's home team they have a huge market size huge market size huge fan base they drafted some really good weapons for him garrett wilson from ohio state second round Brees hall from iowa state best running back in this class right and and so now you get a second year with robert saleh and matt lafleur's offensive coordinator and so there is definitely going to be hype for zach wilson absolutely going to be hype for zach wilson but the schedule is incredibly tough it's still only a second year uh, for a guy from a small school take advantage of the hype the relevancy that he's got now sell heading into the season but he is definitely one of those guys that you could potentially buy right now flip heading into week one um, if you're competent out uh, the last guy i want to talk about that is a sell for me heading into the season is tua tagavailoa right uh, i just am not convinced that he is going to be able to do enough plus win enough games this is another team with an incredibly difficult schedule this year in the AFC Patriots at home week one then at the Ravens then the Bills then at the Bengals and then at the Jets they don't get a relatively easy matchup until week five and then they go to the they got the Vikings at home the Steelers at home in prime time at the Lions at the Bears the Browns at home it's a difficult schedule. I could potentially see the Dolphins squeaking a wild card spot, but I could also see Tua making a lot of mistakes, getting under a lot of pressure. And we're really curious to see if Tua's arm strength can improve, if he's finally free of that hip injury. You know, a lot of experts say that the hips in quarterbacks are used heavily in generating torque and arm power. And there's that obviously now notorious video of Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill in training camp, and that obviously has raised some questions. Can Tua maximize Tyreek Hill's advantage? Well, I'll tell you, Mike McDaniel's coming in from San Francisco is going to take a lot of that run-heavy Kyle Shanahan style of offense, and I think they're going to scheme around Tua's strengths. Tua is very accurate in the short and intermediate sectors of the field. Get Tyreek Hill in the open space, Jalen Waddle in the open space. Let them do the rest of the work, you know. 
They bring in explosive running back Chase Edmonds. I think you could see him be a PPR monster in fantasy formats. He's an interesting sleeper. Of course, being a skill position player, you get his cards dirt cheap right now. Uh, <clears throat> but look at how expensive Tua cards are selling for. It's it's absolutely an, an insane, right? $285 for a non-numbered sticker autograph mosaic card. Like, take advantage of this stuff and make some money if you're holding Tua cards. I recently sold a lot of base Tua cards for $70. A, ba a base selects, a lot of five base selects for $70. I was like, yes, yes, I'll take that. You know, these were cards that I bought for very cheap, bundled them up, made some money. And so all the way up the line, you could see all these sales going down for Tua this week, in fact, because of how hyped he is right now with the Tyreek Hill acquisition, the new coaching, the improved offensive line. Um, another guy I want to talk about selling is the only quarterback that was drafted in the first round this year. That's Kenny Pickett. I, I honestly think you should be selling as much 2022 college uniform product that you have. If you ripped any Bowman U, if you've ripped any uh, Leaf, uh, you know, draft metal, if you've ripped any, ripped any Sage, if you've ripped any 2022 Chronicles or 2022 Prism draft picks that's getting ready to come out, all this stuff in college uniforms, if it's got autographs, I mean... We're looking at quarterbacks that are probably not going to start this year unless there's injury to the starting quarterback, like an injury to Ryan Tannehill or an injury to Carson Wentz um, or potentially multiple injuries to Wentz and Taylor Heineke or injuries to now multiple Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold that would potentially give Matt Corral a start. But you can look at the prices of some of the rare stuff from Kenny Pickett. College ticket auto numbered out of 29 going for over $1,000. You know, Malik Willis, one-on-one, you know, from Select uh, Chronicles, absolute Nike Nike patch, like a three-patch weird-looking thing with an autograph for about a thousand bucks. Just the prices are astronomical for this rare stuff of these guys that are totally unproven. So take take advantage of that and sell this stuff. Sell this stuff heading into the season because there's going to be new product released in pro uniforms. That's going to detract from the value of this. Plus, they're just not going to start. Their values are going to inherently dip heading into October, end of November. So I want to talk about selling as much 2022 college uniform stuff as you can heading into week one when hype is so high for these guys. Fear of missing out. FOMO drives so much of these transactions for these uh, rookies and only a few of them are actually going to break out so I would I would do the same thing with Brees Hall I mean just looking at some of the average resale values of this college uniform stuff from Brees Hall it's not stuff that I'd necessarily be looking to hold it's stuff I'm looking to sell make a nice profit off of and then buy back in during the end of November or even next off season of stuff in his pro uniform if you believe in him long term as the Jets are kind of building a better offense you know, so he's another one I would sell. Kenneth Walker on the Seattle Seahawks. His prices are astronomical compared to the team scenario. It's because he's a rookie and he was arguably the best pure runner in the draft class. Um, but you can get you can get some nice coin right now for his rare stuff, rare autograph stuff, numbered out of 25 from Bobin U, for example, going for $200. Another guy. Drake London, I know uh, some of his stuff could be undervalued, but he's on the Atlanta Falcons. We just talked about how they're in a tank season. And if you've got some decent Drake London stuff in uh, with some of the pro designs, but is in his college uniform, you can take get, get some decent money for those right now and invest back in later on when he gets stuff in his pro uniform. Same thing with Traylon Burks on the Tennessee Titans, who's not even practicing right now, but this guy was so good in college, and a lot of guys still think he's the best wide receiver in this draft class out of Arkansas, and his autograph stuff comes at a pretty penny, guys. I'm telling you, you can make some decent money, like a, a cracked ice rated rookie, Arkansas uniform, $215, college ticket numbered out of 10, purple, $200. You know, college ticket, red foil, numbered out of $25, $200. I mean, these are cards that for second, third year players are going to much lower. And that's because people don't want to miss out on the next generational athlete. And there's only, there's very little product out for these guys. So another example is Garrett Wilson on the New York Jets. 
another cell, college uniform cell heading into week one from big school in Ohio State. Then you got Jahan Dodson on the Commanders, who's been getting some quite a bit of buzz in the uh, training camp here, and I think he could get some buzz in preseason. Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade over Taylor Heineke, who absolutely struggled tremendously in intermediate and deep sectors of the field. And Carson Wentz, a gunslinger, man. This is a guy who formerly led the, the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And now I know he hasn't been back to that form since 2017. And uh, chances of him getting back there this year are not great, but he's certainly an upgrade. Like, he had some games where it was like, whoa, Carson Wentz is great. Then he also had some games where he was really bad. And then ultimately he finished the year last year with the Colts, losing to the Raiders and the Jags at the end of the season. That was atrocious so you know definitely sell those Jahan Dotson cards if he starts picking up a lot of hype there there are definitely some premium behind them another guy is Jalen Tolbert and you can actually argue for example that you could buy into a Jalen Tolbert blue college ticket auto numbered out of 99 here for 10 bucks and flip that for 20 to 30 heading into the season because he did come from a very small school in South Alabama, but he dominated there. Dominated. One contested catches, deep threat, good speed, solid athletic profile, goes on, excels throughout the draft process, dominates at the Senior Bowl so much so that the Cowboys spend a day two pick on this guy. And now he looks to beat out James Washington, Sammy Fajoko, and Michael Gallup is not going to be back till November. So Jalen Tolbert steps in in a team that's going to be forced into a ton of shootout games, uh, like we talked about with the Dallas Cowboys schedule. You know, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Giants, Commanders, Rams through the first five weeks. Jalen Tolbert can seriously rack up a bunch of touchdowns. That Cowboys market size is incredible. That could drive a ton of hype very quickly. And with this being some of the, if not the only, autograph product out for Jalen Tolbert, we could you could see some profit being had from him. One more 2022 guy that's actually going to have be hyped up heading into the season, especially if Michael Thomas is, I don't know, retired or missing more time. you got to think that Michael Thomas is finally going to play but there's still a total mystery around whether or not he's going to be ready to go week one. Recent video of him making a box jump, it's like, ah, not so explosive. But, I mean, can you really judge him based off a box jump? I don't know. Um, but Chris Olave is a rookie. He's super silky smooth route runner with speed and great hands. Um, and Jameis Winston can play to his strengths big time. Jameis Winston got an incredible arm. So Chris Olave also went to a big school in Ohio State, shared that depth chart with Garrett Wilson, uh, drafted in the first round. So they moved up, in fact, to get him. And you can make some money right now on Chris Olave cards heading into the season. All right, let's go on a lightning round of my favorite skill position players that you can still buy low into right now for a spike week, for a hype cycle here at the beginning of the season or sometime down the stretch, but their prices are very good right now. The first one is Marquise Brown going to the Arizona Cardinals. We talked about deep threat, Kyler Murray, connection with him, back to going back to college, his Oklahoma days, his Heisman Trophy run. You also are missing DeAndre Hopkins for the six first six weeks of the season due to the suspension for PEDs last year. So Marquise Brown is going to be the primary deep threat. He also could be the target leader. Very likely he could be the target leader. Had 145 targets last year from Lamar Jackson. Also had a very good deep ball you know, percentage. Uh, right now, if you look at the comparable prices of him compared to like A.J. Brown or Terry McLaurin or Debo Samuel, some of these other very good 2019 rookies, you can find some very good deals on 2019 rookie ticket autos, optics, uh, different products for 2019 rookie there for Marquise Brown. Then I look at D.J. Moore. Gets a big quarterback upgrade over Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, whoever it could be there. Now he gets Baker Mayfield, who, when he was healthy in 2020, actually had some very good deep ball completion numbers himself, very good play-action completion numbers, and uh, Ben McAdoo comes in, the former Giants uh, offensive coordinator from 2016-2017. Eli Manning threw the ball a ton. I think Baker is going to be forced to throw the ball quite a bit as well. I do think there's no doubt in my mind he wins that starting job there. And DJ Moore, who has a 40% air yard share, gets 40% of virtually all the targets because he gets open so often. He's so good at winning against man and zone coverage, winning against contested catches, and then generating yards after the catch. He's definitely an investment target of mine. Uh, and if you look at the comparable prices of his cards, PSA 10 base dollars, for example, $30. 
and you could really target some scarcity, some nice stuff. Rookie ticket autos numbered out of 99 for $26. That leaves you with a ton of room for upside on a card of that scarcity. Next, I want to talk about Allen Robinson, and this is a play because he is a veteran. He's coming off of a, a virtually a career worst year, but he's never had a good quarterback. Now he gets the best quarterback in his career. Cooper Cup it had a great season last year, number one wide receiver season, but Odell Beckham tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So you got no Odell Beckham now. They also lost Robert Woods. So Allen Robinson's going to be that wide receiver two in that Super Bowl winning offense with Matthew Stafford and the Sean McVay offensive system. That is absolutely a guy you want exposure to who has historically won in so many different contested catch scenarios. Uh, he's been so good over his career. He's an X-style receiver that you can line up inside, outside, and he will win. I think he's ready to play ball this year with the Rams, the best quarterback of his career. You get rookie ticket autos right now for $30. These were cards that I was personally selling when he was traded to the Rams or signed by the Rams back before the draft. 460 and 70. They've since cooled off. I think they're going to pick back up either beginning of the season, middle of the season, end of the season. They're going to pick back up. There's a lot of profit to be made there. Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, rookie ticket autos, Odell Beckham Jr., rookie ticket autos from 2014 are all $100 or more cards. Look at the value of that Allen Robinson right there. Next guy is Russell Gage. Has very few rookie cards. We'll tell you that right off the bat. Was drafted in the sixth round to the Atlanta Falcons after going to LSU. Solid career there. Just, uh, you know, not a super flashy guy. But what he's really good at is winning against man covers. 12th best win rate against man covers last year. Also was targeted a lot in the red zone by the Atlanta Falcons. And now he comes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you realize that Tom Brady specifically scouted him, watched his film, scouted him, called him up, and said, hey, I want you to come. He thought it was a prank. He thought he literally thought it was a prank. You go look at that story. Russell Gates comes to Tampa at specific request of Tom Brady to, to do what? Fill the Antonio Brown role we had last year. Chris Godwin's going to be out to at least middle of October, and uh, Russell Gage is going to fill that Antonio Brown role. When Antonio Brown was in Tampa, he got about eight to nine targets a game. So we're looking at eight to nine targets converted into 100-plus yards, maybe one or two touchdowns per game from Russell Gage. He's going to go from a guy that's got $30 rookie ticket autos to a guy that's got 60 70 plus depending on the scarcity and the condition of these cards because he only had like 130 different rookie cards made compared to other guys from 2018 like DJ Moore who have 2,000. So wonderful. I absolutely love investing in Russell Gage right now. He's going later in fancy drafts, also going too cheap in the card market. Another guy who's going to be a wide receiver one for a new team. He just got roughly a $20 million contract per year with Jacksonville Jaguars. Big money that created a domino effect that then, you know, it was like open the eyes of Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, these guys that were like, wait, I need to be, make more. Tyreek Hill, I need to make more. So he created that domino effect that ultimately led to those guys getting drafted, getting their bag. But uh, Christian Kirk started that, getting almost $20 million. At the time, became one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. Put up almost 1,000 receiving yards last year with Kyler Murray. He's going to function as the number one. It'll be interesting to see where they line him up. Hopefully they put him in the slot because that is where he is most successful. He's also got a very good deep ball win rate. He's also got an ability to win against man coverage. Uh, and Christian Kirk has very good ability to track the ball down in deep throws. And Trevor Lawrence, eh, in college, he was pretty good at that. So we're hoping that Doug Peterson can unlock that part of Trevor Lawrence's game and therefore Christian Kirk's game. And he could right now go is going in fancy drafts as about wide receiver 40. Uh, that's really late. His cards are also extremely undervalued where they could be. If Michael Thomas is healthy, Michael Thomas's values will go back up because we're talking about a number one wide receiver from 2017, 2018, 2019 range and with Drew Brees. And you get him back in there, that's going to offer that reliability, that blank, that security blanket alongside Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave for Jameis Winston, team that is going to be forced to throw the ball uh, quite a bit. Mike Williams on the Chargers. Absolutely love the scenario. They use Mike Williams a lot more, not just a deep ball guy anymore. Last year, he was used a lot more in short and intermediate sectors. If he stays healthy, you absolutely love the scenario with the Chargers potentially making a good playoff run this year, finally getting there. Also part of the most aggressive coaching staff in the NFL with Brandon Staley. Uh, and Herbert can sling it. So we're, we love the, uh, the high-octane offense. You want pieces of this. 
this. And I still think Mike Williams cards are undervalued. There's some very interesting cards from 2017 rookie year that you want to look at already in the Chargers uniform. So it's a total smash play. All right, Stefan Diggs, I believe, is still undervalued. Second highest pass rate in the league last year, the Buffalo Bills. Look at the 2015 base prism, even $10. Now, a little bit of this is Stefan Diggs is in a Vikings uniform and not in the Buffalo Bills uniform. Very polarizing uh, differences there. But I think if you look at the value of his rookie cards, they're undervalued for a guy that can potentially finish as the number one overall wide receiver in the league this year on a team that is bound for the playoffs again. So another thing you could look at then is Buffalo Bills' Stephon Diggs cards. If you look at the more rare ones, I definitely think there's opportunity. I've talked to multiple Bills fans about this, and they absolutely want to have those Stephon Diggs cards in that Bills uniform. You know, his best years of his career are now becoming in the Buffalo Bills. I think a guy that's got upside to just put an ungodly amount of touchdowns up this year with Tom Brady is Mike Evans. When you have no Chris Godwin, potentially Gronk retired, Chris Godwin not coming back to like middle of October, maybe early November, Mike Evans with with Tom Brady throwing the ball more than any other quarterback in the league and Byron Leftwich still as his offensive coordinator, those two guys, they're going to be at such a high pass rate in the league. They play fast, and Mike Evans is going to be targeted a lot, man, and Brady's got some of the best uh, skills throwing those deep ball, you know, rainbow passes to Mike Evans. It's This is going to be incredible. So he could put up some crazy number, like 20-plus touchdowns, and this could propel Mike Evans to being a Hall of Famer. He's very close to it already. And look at the rookie ticket auto here, a deal someone got on July 12th for $71. The peak on this card that I've seen is about $120. So this tells me there's still a little bit of value to squeeze out of that Mike Evans lemon right there. Another guy, of course, is A.J. Dillon on the Green Bay Packers, a team that I project to run the ball a lot more this year after losing Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Famer. But A.J. Dillon is massive, right? Massive height-adjusted speed score. We call him Quadzilla. He's also an active hobby enthusiast who collects his own cards, talks about sports card investing collecting. The guy is very active in the hobby. You can follow Dylan Deals on Instagram. And there's always value to be had in him as he's very young, guys. He's just heading into his prime. And he's, last year, he earned himself a more than 50% carry share with Aaron Jones. With Aaron Jones functioning more in the receiving game this year, that leaves more opportunity for A.J. Dillon to break tackles, to put up big highlights on a big market team that's bound for the playoffs as well. Tony Pollard's another guy, young, explosive, fast, also earns his touches and receptions on the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest market in the NFL, also very young, on a contract year. So we know that Zeke Elliott is on this massive contract that's getting, you know, he's getting paid just an astronomical amount of money, and Tony Pollard's on a contract year, so this is a big year. The Cowboys do have a potential out after this year, though, though, um, and... They'll incur about $11 million in dead cap space if they move on from Zeke, but Tony Pollard could really, really push their hand in that, and I think there's always a value left to kind of squeeze out of this Tony Pollard, target him in auction, target all these guys that I'm talking about in auction, potentially get them undervalued. Another guy that's just going really undervalued right now, probably because of the team brand, is Antonio Gibson on the Washington Commanders. And this guy just has an incredible athletic profile, incredible height-adjusted speed score, 99th percentile, was used mostly as a receiver in college, does not have a lot of mileage on his wheels, similar to like how Cordell Patterson was used kind of in a, in a different way, whether it was special teams or receiving. And now he's like in a running back role and people are down on him because they drafted Brian Robinson. Carson Wentz is nothing to get really super excited about at this point in his career. And they draft Jahan Dotson, but... Uh, and the commanders in general, their brand, their franchise is down, whether it be scandals or whether it just be the, their record over the past several years. So there's an opportunity to invest in just an incredible athlete with incredible breakaway potential, putting up massive highlights on the low right now. Another one. Running back, second-year running back, Ramadre Stevenson, on a running back by committee team in the Patriots. They just drafted two more running backs. But Ramadre Stevenson has a very high BMI, body mass index. He's a thick, 
uh, running back that has broken tackle ability, but he's also got soft hands, so he's got the ability to receive the ball. It's a massive market team. Fits that Bill Belichick running game perfectly. It's yet to be seen when James White is going to be back on the field. If James White misses more time, then that's even better for Ramadre, who projects to be, you know, in a 50-50 split workload with Damian Harris and James White uh, out of the gate here in 2022. Could be a big year for Ramadre Stevenson and his cards, you could say, are undervalued at a $30 rookie ticket auto for a second-year player on that size of market. Javante Williams led the NFL in broken tackles last year. Denver Broncos have that smash schedule starting now against the Seahawks in week one. And uh, it's just incredible chalky win schedule for them. Javante Williams has the ability to put up incredible highlights on a weekly basis. And you could argue that uh, he was incredibly hyped up throughout the draft process. Then they re-signed Melvin Gordon. So it's like, okay, back to that 50-50 split workload. But even in that 50-50 split workload, I think that's going to extend the life of Javante Williams. He can still put up these incredible highlights of, you know, dragging three or four guys down the field, breaking tackles like nobody's business and getting the job done, ultimately leading to an increased value in his car prices. Cam Akers is going undervalued after the way he finished his season. Came back shortly. They gave him a lot of carries. Uh, they highlighted his recovery process from the torn Achilles. And then, you know, he had a fumble against the Bucks, and he kind of reeled back in. The game plan didn't necessarily fit him. And he, he knew, he admitted recently in a press conference, he left a lot on the table throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, and he's absolutely looking to get back to that form. You could potentially invest on him low now on a team that's going to be right back in the thick of the playoffs, potentially against the Bucks down the stretch in the divisional or championship game, NFC championship game. And you could be having him right back in that limelight um, and getting him at a pretty good price. Josh Palmer is one of my favorite sleepers to invest in this year. On the charge, if anything happens to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, this man's going to step up. He's the guy who stays late, comes in early. According to Herbert, this guy has an incredible work ethic. We've also seen him beat guys like Patrick Sertain in college. Uh, he has a very solid athletic profile and ability to win in contested catch scenarios, play inside, play outside, kind of like an X-style receiver here. And I think there is a lot of value to be found in Josh Palmer's rookie cards currently based on that high-octane offense he's in. Another one is Paris Campbell, man. This guy always flashes every year in training camp, hasn't been able to stay healthy, but this could be the year. He's still very young. He's only like 25 years old. Now he gets a big quarterback upgrade in Matt Ryan, the Colts, and he could be that number two deep speed guy alongside Michael Pittman. You could look at Michael Pittman like Julio Jones. You could look at Paris Campbell like a Calvin Ridley. And the card prices for him, rookie ticket autos at $20, are really uh, cheap. Speaking of Julio Jones, he's a free agent. There's a potential he could sign with a team like the Dallas Cowboys who need a wide receiver. Green Bay Packers. What about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? There's a chance that Julio Jones can still play. This could be his 13th season. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame or excuse me, 11th season. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. And his card prices, being a lock for the Hall of Fame, have potential to go up. I will say that some of his more rare autographed uh, rookie cards, rookie ticket autos, are considerably expensive. But a $50 X-Fractor of a very liquid set from 2011, that tops chrome, that's not bad, man, for a Hall of Famer. I, I kind of like that, especially if the grade is really high. PSA 10 uh, tops here ending tonight right now 1150 in auction that is very interesting another free agent that could sign who's got a very interesting athletic profiles will fuller he's got incredible deep speed he could sign with one of these teams that needs speed uh, we didn't mention the you know the ravens are a potential candidate as well uh, to sign will fuller packers bucks ravens or the Cowboys, you know, losing Amari Cooper there and Michael Gallup for the first half of the season. Will Fuller has got incredible speed, who's been able to put it together before with Deshaun Watson. There's potential for him to put it together again. Another guy to keep your eye on throughout the season is the famous. I mean, this guy has the most social media followers of any athlete in the NFL. He's just a, he's a global star, you know, going back to the one-handed catch. And he's just such a uh, flamboyant, polarizing character that... His cards inherently have value. Uh, he's going to miss the year, but you could argue that he's undervalued right now, and you could target him in auctions that end periodically, get some really nice types, only to stash them in anticipation that the Rams are going to bring him back for another playoff run. He's back in the limelight. So 
guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you tune in next time on the Football Card Strategy Show here, brought to you by the Sports Card Network and NoOffSeason.com. Stay tuned for our top 300 player draft guide where we break down, we analyze, we analyze every single draft format and strategy for drafting the best roster in fantasy football this year to dominate your leagues win some money in fantasy football have some fun beat your friends earn those bragging rights so stay tuned for that because it's going to be incredible i put in over a hundred hours of work in already and i know paul has too on the web development side stay tuned for that guys Check out my channel if you're interested. We're putting out daily content, football card quests. If you want to get access to our exclusive content, we have a Discord server. I have you know, bonus written articles on a weekly basis, backstage pass, what I'm doing behind the scenes here. Check that out at patreon.com slash football cards. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Peace. Andy, always doing an amazing job on the football card strategy show. Right here at NoOffSeason.com, the Sports Card Content Network. You are listening to and watching Football Card Strategy Show Episode 4 in the Sports Card Strategy feed. Andy mentioned our fantasy football draft guide coming soon at NoOffSeason.com. We will let you know when that's available. We are targeting the end of the first week in August, which gives you a full month uh, leading up to your fantasy drafts and the kickoff of the fantasy football season to uh, learn from our draft guide and dominate your league. And of course, uh, nooffseason.com is your home for the sports card investment report. Check out uh, full player profiles, which cards to buy, uh, which guys you should sell right now, and the play for each of our football card rankings. Go to nooffseason.com and save 20% on the full sports card investment report and football card rankings by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching and listening to the Football Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. You heard my man Andy Kaysen with NoOffSeason.com and Football Card Quest. Just absolutely bring it super strong. Uh, I challenge you to find anybody else who has any level of knowledge like Andy's about really any topic. He is just on fire, and uh, we're happy to have him. Everybody, we're happy to have you. Thanks for watching and listening, and have a great day.